The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, you know what? Uh, Lack of sleep can cause all kinds of serious health problems from cardiovascular disease to depression and weight gain. But what about those of you that get too much sleep? Too and too, Andrew. Too much? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. And what's being billed as the world's largest sleep study. The results indicate that getting too much sleep might actually be just as bad for you. Lead author of the study and research associate at Western University's Owen Lab, Dr. Connor Wilde, joins us on the phone now to explain. Good afternoon, doctor. Hi, thanks for having me on today. Well, thanks for taking the time to do it. I guess before we talk about too much or too little sleep, we should probably ask the question, what is the recommended amount of sleep for an adult? Well, uh, I think most doctors will say everyone should be getting between seven to eight hours of sleep uh, as adults. And uh, like you pointed out already, that's really good for your immune system, your body, physical health, um, and, and now we know your brain as well. (laughs) <laughs> that might explain <laughs> that all explains sorts of ton, things, yeah. Dr. Wild. So yeah. is seven to eight, I mean, is that kind of for everybody? You know, we, we see people, like we work with people, that no, I only sleep four hours a night, that sort of thing. <laughs> Are you telling me seven to eight is what we should target every night? Well, on average, yes. So the results of the study kind of apply to the population in general. And, you know, it's totally possible that there are people out there who are very resilient to the effects of too little or too much sleep. And uh, these might not, these rules or these uh, guidelines might not apply to them. But in general, I think as a population, we could all be sleeping a little bit more. Yes, we could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on your study, and I realized that you didn't analyze the sleep habits of every Canadian, but based on the number of people that you did analyze, did you gain an impression of how many of us are actually falling within that healthy range of sleep per night? So of the people that participated in our study, uh, about 50% reported getting six and a half hours of sleep a night or less on a regular basis, which is really quite quite surprising because that's less than, you know, we obviously all know that we should be getting. Hmm. Is that, and you might not be able to answer this question or not, uh, Dr. Wild, and I apologize just in case, but, um, you know, is that like a straight through six and a half or straight through seven or what about interrupted sleep let's say you let the dog sleep on the bed and he's got to get up and go pee at midnight um but you know all in all it might work out to seven hours is interrupted sleep a big factor in messing up things too that's a really great question and uh, we had uh, a lot of even new parents as well (laughs) getting back to us being like but what about interrupted sleep um and that's a detail that we haven't really yet dug okay. into. Um, so that is on our to-do list. And I think you're right. That's a really important and critical question here. Okay. Well, so let's, let's break this yeah, down. So what did you discover then uh, as to what were the effects of too much sleep? How did they differ from the effects of too little sleep? Well, actually, we found it was kind of the same. So uh, the, like I said before, the optimum amount was between seven to eight hours. And people who had less than that or more than that showed impaired cognitive functioning uh, for specific kinds of tasks. 
And what was kind of surprising was that this impairment only was shown for tasks that involved problem solving or verbal abilities. <laughs> so interestingly, like your ability to encode or remember things, you know, your short term memory uh, appeared relatively intact, no effective sleep. But it was these uh, high level uh, functions like reasoning your way through a complex problem or uh, remembering a sequence of words. That kind of stuff is, uh, is what was wow. impaired by too little or too much sleep. So, you know, uh, just to put you on the spot for a second here, so we were talking about this the other day, actually off air, so our listeners weren't in on it, I think, but we were talking about these problems I used to like doing as a child, where it'd be like, uh, John lives in a red house, the person who lives in a blue house likes to drive a big car, and you know, all these kind of clues, mm -hmm. and you try and figure out at the end who lives in what house and what car they drove, are those the kind of problems you're talking about to solve? Yeah, and so we, um, our participants, they did a broad range of like cognitively demanding complex tasks, some that involve word-type reasoning like you described there, or other ones where it's like a spatial puzzle, they are arranging things in space, or, you know, discovering abstract rules of what objects belong together. So all these kinds of uh, high-level reasoning, you know, in any domain, whether it's with words or visual information. So, Dr. Wild, why would too much sleep cause an impairment in, in, in this area? I mean, I think for most of us, we could see it with too little sleep because we feel scattered and, you know, like your brain's full of cotton balls or something like that. How does too much sleep come to play in that? Yeah, it's a good question. And it was a slightly unexpected finding. Um, so we have some ideas of why that might be. The, um, uh, first of all, is uh, everybody has that feeling of sleep inertia, right? Where you've slept a lot and you get up and it takes a while to come out of that mm -hmm. fog or that funk. And there's research that shows that the longer you sleep, the longer and more intense your sleep inertia can mm -hmm. be. So it could be the case that people who tend to sleep uh, long amounts on a regular basis have a, a longer lasting and stronger sleep inertia that interferes with their ability to function. Hmm. Interesting. So I wonder, did you look at, um, because we're talking about ability, cognitive ability or problem solving ability. And of course, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to put together, well, uh, tests aside, what would be the impact in a real world of having less cognitive skills as you, you know, went to work that day or drove your car or, or that kind of thing. But did you look at the relationship between uh, those persons, those people's ability to say, solve a cognitive problem? Um, and what their lifestyle is like otherwise, or what their profession was, or because the effects of too much sleep or too little sleep would have more of an impact or less of an impact, would it not, depending on the rest of your day? Yes, and that's a very good point. So um, these, what we're, what we're talking about here and what we uh, published in this paper are really only just the first set of results to come out of this huge study, and it's kind of the most... Um, immediately obvious apparent findings. We have all these extra variables and um, uh, data about all our participants that we can look at now too. Like exactly you mentioned occupation. Uh, it could be the case that maybe some occupations, you know, have built up a, a resilience to lack of sleep. Um, and really we want to start teasing that apart and that's on our, <laughs> on our to-do list of the next step here. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Um, what about... Um 
naps. Yeah, let's talk about naps. <laughs> let's talk naps. about naps, Dr. Wild. <laughs> because I love them, and I can't understand why children don't want to take them. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I yeah. agree. <laughs> so do na- let's start. Uh, do naps, first of all, uh, have a recommended minimum amount of time and a maximum amount of time? Well, I think this is still a really active field of research right now, and I've seen uh, a, lot of, a lot of studies being done, typically in, the, in a lab setting, trying to strictly control how long naps are. So I think the jury's still out on what a minimum length is or a maximum length, but I think uh, there is you know, a sweet spot, it seems like there could be, of where a reasonable nap where you don't get into that deep sleep mm-hmm. inertia seems to provide like a, you know, a nice pick-me-up pick in the middle of the day. I had always, when I worked uh, morning radio, so I was getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, coming in, trying to be functioning at, uh, at 5.30, um, the morning guy on another station said, okay, Jay, don't ever sleep longer than 90 minutes. That is as long as your nap can be because you get into a deeper sleep cycle and that sort of thing. But boy, oh boy, it was really, really hard. So that's what I've tried to keep in my head this 90 minutes but boy a three-hour nap is sounds delicious is delicious <laughs> but you know i've had a medical doctor tell me and i'll get you to weigh in on this as well uh dr wild a medical doctor told me that naps are good for you because your body knows when it needs to nap but his recommendation was and i followed it it actually works out quite well drink a cup of coffee before you have the nap and the effects of the coffee when you have to pee that's what wakes you up from the nap so you drink the cup of coffee, you nap for a period of time, then your body tells you time to get up, you have to go to the bathroom. And it limits the amount of time that you nap. Dr. Wilde is sitting there going, what? Oh, he just hung up. He's gone. I gave him the idea of getting a coffee. Or he went and for a he nap. he left. He left us. Oh, he's coming back. Well, I hope so. Um, but I, there's many people that could never drink a cup of coffee and then go to sleep. You know that. like Yeah, but me, the effects yeah. of the caffeine don't take immediate effect for most people. So by mm. the time it does, let's get <laughs> oh, the doctor. We don't, did you go for a nap, doctor? <laughs> I, sorry, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, no problem. I, we were just talking about naps, and uh, Jay was saying that her previous employer had said never nap more than 90 minutes, and I had said that I talked to a family doctor once who told me take a cup of coffee before you nap because your body, the effects of the caffeine will not take immediate effect, but the need, either the effects of the caffeine or the need to, to get up and go to the bathroom will wake you up in a timely fashion from the nap. And I wondered what you thought of either of those statements. Oh, my, that's, uh, that's really interesting. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have scientific evidence for you, but anecdotally, I can state, you know, <laughs> uh, a, a good nap in the afternoon. I don't know. I have young kids, and I'll take any chance I can get <laughs> in my sleep. So, you know and, what? Uh, our, our question to you then, Dr. Wild, was very the very last question mm-hmm. on our list of questions. How much sleep do you get at night? Well, things are going pretty well now. I would say I get, about, <laughs> I get my seven to eight. But interestingly, um, when we were designing this study, my wife and I had uh, new twins. And I remember sitting uh, with my wife, each of us feeding a baby at 4 (laughs) a.m. for, you know, the, I don't know, 20th night in a row and uh, looking at each other and asking, what is this doing to our brains? And am I going to be able to go to work tomorrow? Uh uh (laughs) You know, that doesn't, that, what you just told me doesn't surprise me at all because that's your personality type. You're up in the middle of the night, as many parents are around the world, and most are thinking, boy, I hope I get some sleep tomorrow. And you're thinking, 
I bet you I could turn this into a study. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> well, very good. Dr. Connor Wilde joining us this afternoon. Um, when can we expect some more results of, of what you've been looking at? You said this was just the first part. Right. Well, we have, uh, it does take a while. The scientific process moves quite slowly at times. So um, <laughs> next year, I would say we're next hoping year. to have our, <laughs> our next paper out. Nice. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it and we'll look forward to talking to you then. Thank you so much, Dr. Wild. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Take care now. That's uh, Dr. Connor Wild, the lead author of this sleep study. Uh, 40,000 people around the world saying that seven <laughs> to eight hours is the optimum and that getting too much sleep can have as much of a bad impact cognitively yeah. than, than too little. Well, and you know, we didn't ask the doctor, um, but we will the next time we have somebody on talking about sleep. But you had asked about interrupted or uninterrupted yeah. sleep. Because the other question would be, bad. does it matter? I, there was a time where I worked nights. So I would work from 9 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock yep. in the morning. Then you'd come home, you'd have something to eat, and then you'd go to sleep for seven hours. Mm. But you never felt rested. No. And, and I just wonder if it matters as well. Well, I think it, you know when you're getting your sleep, like your circadian rhythms, mm-hmm. your body's natural rhythms, and when it produces serotonin to help you with sleeping. I mean, I think it's natural yes. for most people to sleep when it's dark out. Right, right? and that's the thing. There's been so, many studies, and I don't have any of them in front of yeah. me right now, but I've seen studies before about productivity of night mm-hmm. shifts. Mm-hmm. So even in the same number of hours, the productivity drops considerably during a night shift. Same, yeah. same job, same number of bodies. Uh, same task, but it, they're not as productive at night. Now, that could be a lack of supervision as well, yeah. right? Or a different amount of supervision. I worked mornings, like early mornings for five years. I don't know how anyone does that, And I, I honestly, it, I'm, I can say it, it damn near killed me. Like, it yeah. was awful. And, I, and I, I look at, you know, guys like Bruce Bowie, who've done it for the better part of the career, or the mm-hmm. Howard Whiteheads, and, and See, the think, Bob Laytons. And I'm sure. like, oh my gosh, how and do I you do And I think all this? of them, when and if, and hopefully not soon, when they retire, mm-hmm. I'll bet you they keep doing that. Oh, I'll and they'll bet still you they get keep up. get up at 6, yeah. 5 in the morning, whatever. Oh, I know Bob no. gets up at like 3 in the morning or something. No, he's here at 2 he's in the morning. He's here at 2 he's in the morning. Well, that's ridiculous. If I'd have known that, I'd drop by more often. <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> on my way between places. <laughs> home? Why, why would I go home early? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, look at that. 324. Kevin uh, texted in yeah. from Sony. says, I'm 100% okay with getting too much sleep. <laughs> Isn't it though? Um, but don't you find that if you get too much sleep, and I don't have a study uh-huh. to back it up, that you wake up and within a short period of time, you feel like napping? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, on the weekends, I'll get up and I'll sleep. Coach is usually up at six or seven because he can't sleep late and he goes downstairs and turns on the TV and dozes in and out. I I can wake up at 10 and we can go out for lunch or something like that. I come back, I'm like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I'm ready for another nap. Oh, me too. That doesn't happen during the week, although I'm on, some some of you might think I'm napping, but it doesn't happen. I don't get that lull, but maybe it's the lunch, maybe it's but see, there's a, a beer at lunch. There's I don't, a know. Great I don't know what too. it is. That's a great point because that is absolutely true as well. Now, on a given day, I have certain responsibilities in place that mm-hmm. I need to be, not the least of which is this show, right? But at two o'clock on Saturdays oh, and Sundays, I'm sleeping. I gotta lay down. Yeah, yeah. 
It's isn't that funny? Like yeah. just two out of seven days a week, I'm still and and I've likely slept longer and and later into the morning on uh-huh. Saturdays and Sundays, and yet two o'clock gotta go. But there's been something since turning. Even I think like 35 ish, and that was a few years back now. That at one point in my life, like I love, I was a, I was a great sleeper and could go to bed and I would sleep. I <laughs> yeah. could sleep till one, two o'clock in the afternoon, no problem. Oh, remember that, that? And it was glorious. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It does not happen anymore. No, I can't do it either. That's got to be a function of age, because I. As a high school student, oh. you couldn't get me out of bed. I mean, we kid about I get up at noon, but the truth mm. is I don't. I'm, yeah. I'm up at like 9 or yeah. 8 or 9, right? I just don't really get going. Like, I don't shower and get dressed and everything till like noonish. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but no, I'm up and working and everything, but I can't sleep in. I've tried everything, and, I, and it's not Carol. Like, Although, I will say this, that if Carol is not there and no cats are allowed yeah, in the room, yeah. that I will sleep longer. But I still can't get to that noon or one. When you were a kid, mm. did you come home from school, let's say 3 o'clock, 3.30, go to bed, you were so tired and sleep to the next morning? No, but my kids do. Oh. And I don't understand it. Because I, I did that when I was a kid. Not really? often. Once every three or four months, it was like a hitting the recharge button. See, I always went to practice like I always yeah. I, when school ended you go to practice for what it, whichever sport yeah. it was then you come home supper was ready because that's when you come in the door and then it was homework and mm-hmm. then it was some TV and then it was to bed so no. maybe that's it maybe once every schedule. few months it happened and it was lovely <laughs> yeah I don't I, don't, I miss good sleep. I, do I too. really, really miss good sleep. Like I'm not questioning the doctor's uh, no. you know conclusions here. I'm just thinking that well lots of sleep does sound glorious though I mean if I'm gonna go I'd like to go in my sleep as well so that increases uh, the odds the really? more you sleep yeah I think so uh. the 630 Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad